Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. I keep saying today's episode, you know, and we've gone to twice a week, but it's still today's episode. So that's all good. The podcast where we talk about how to create the ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today, I get to have a special guest. It's a lot of fun. Dennis Berry is all the way from Moa Rea. And if you're like me, you don't know where that is. And he's going to tell us in a minute. Welcome to the show, Dennis. Thank you, Kellen. Pleasure to be here. Honored and looking forward to a great chat. Yeah, that's good. One of the things I like to ask very first to get started, and when you and I met, you know, the other day and we had our our first conversation, your story was pretty exciting about uh, exciting in one way, meaning you've traveled to some exotic places and done some interesting things. Um, the first question is this. So I define having the ultimate life and that's you know what this podcast is designed to help people realize they can have but i define it as having a life of purpose prosperity and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts so my first question for you is how, how would you define a li- an ultimate life for for dennis you know it's really shifted a lot over the years what a great question i can't say that i've been specifically asked that question before but I think that we go through a lot of transformations in our life. Uh, how we start isn't how we finish. And I think that happens a lot. It happens in business. You know, how a business starts isn't how we see it down the road. And it's the same in life. You know, when you, we see Amazon. Amazon started as a used bookstore in Jeff Bezos' garage. And now it's he owns, like, you know, spaceships and stuff. So, that, I mean, it, that's not how it started. And that our lives go through many transformations too. And I think that uh, I'm going through one now and it's been challenging, which I think the, at at the other side of the transformation, the challenges become your, your greatest gifts and your greatest blessings. So, you know, a lot of people don't make it to that point. Some people give up or quit before then, but you know, I've been through more, I'm sure I'll go through more. And, uh, and it's okay. So how I define it, I don't know. I think it's like lining up your passion and your purpose, feeling good about where you are and being able to redirect if you're not happy with where you are. Discovering changes that you need to make and being open and willing enough to make those changes. Being honest and admitting that there, a change needs to be made. There's so many things. I mean, I, my story... Uh, the 10 second version, I don't know if we dive into a deeper version is that I've been sober about uh, in about six months, it'll be 20 years. And who I was, who I am now is not who I was then. And I was a mess. I don't, there's a reason I don't drink. I've almost died hundreds of times and uh, I am not qualified to drink. So I don't do that anymore. 
So, but yeah, my life has changed and I, uh, you know, I, some days I wake up and I'm like grateful and it's a blessing. Some days it's, I have to redirect and get there, but on a whole, uh, I appreciate the moments. So you said a couple things I want to uh, talk a little bit more about. You said lining up passion and purpose. Um, I, I think, I, I hear that all the time from people. People want to find their purpose, so they want to live their purpose, so they want to, I don't know if it's in the air or whatever, but people talk about that a lot. And living a purpose or finding one and living one, what do you, when you talk to people about that process, what do you say about it? Do you think it's possible to find a purpose for your life? And I'm not saying it's one all the way through. That changes, like you said, and I think you've made a good point. It'd be really sad if our life ended like it started, right? Yeah. I mean, if we didn't grow and stuff like that. So talk a little bit more about this lining up passion and purpose and that sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. I love this. I love leaving those questions out there and just like, all right, go. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of, uh, I, I think we all do, we struggle, what's our purpose? Um, I, of course, also had to struggle with a lot of that. Uh, I don't think there's one necessarily one specific right answer. I do think that ultimately all of us have a purpose of helping other people on some level, whatever that means. It's being of service on some level uh, throughout the day. Otherwise, we get too consumed with ourselves. And we all, to, to piggyback that with the passion, is that we all have different interests, different loves, like this, like stuff like that. So if you can identify what it is you're passionate about uh, and then align that up with some sort of service, that's aligning your passion with your purpose. And you can guarantee, I guarantee, there's a way to, for you to do that and make a living doing it. And instead of, you know, the cookie cutter design that most people live in that's set up to cause anxiety, stress, fear, and insecurity, where uh, we lay in bed in the morning with the sheets over our heads, afraid to put our feet on the floor. So if that's you and that's how you're waking up in the morning, I challenge you to, you know, to make a change. Uh, you know, we all hear these cliches and sayings all the time, but it's like, if you don't like where you are, change. You're not a tree. Right. If you you can move where you're at at any given time, work. We hear marketing and we're conditioned to believe that we can't do that, that we have to do this and save for retirement and sit in traffic and do this job to get health insurance and do this. And uh, not, that's not true. So when you when you can jump out of that condition, belief, then life takes on new meaning. So I, I'm really glad what. One of the things that happens is people online, they talk a lot about these kinds of things, and it begins to sound cliche. And what's interesting is you and I and many others have actually lived that process. So it's not talking about that process. It is being a participant in that process. And the one thing that I just wanted to underline that you said is service. I can't tell you how often I hear that. And I would say out of every person's mouth, I like to help people. That is the, probably the most oft-repeated phrase I hear when I talk to people about what they're up to in life. 
like I don't even set it up so they'll say that. It's, you know, what what are you doing? And people almost universally, well, I love helping people. Well, there's a reason. We were built to do that. Whoever and however you conceive the creator to be, God is good for me, but whatever you call it, we were created to love and serve each other. And the more we get stuck in ourselves, and the more we get stuck in chasing some rainbow someone else painted, the more slippery that sidewalk becomes and the faster we fall on our faces. So I'm going to go back to something else you said when I asked you about the ultimate life. You said uh, things change and life changes like business and life every changes. And you use the words open and willing. And I wrote them down when you said that because I wanted to talk a little bit more about it. How many people have you known as if you just people that are open and willing to do that work and change versus as like a percentage that are not, that either believe they can't or they shouldn't or that it's too late or some other version of excuse that means I don't have to do that? Uh, Another great question. And uh, in my book that I wrote a while ago, I have this principle that I put in there because people say, Dennis, how do I lose weight? How do I fix my business, my relationships? How do I improve my health? And the answer is in the question, how? It stands for honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. And when I could first be honest and say, look, uh, something's wrong, something's not going well, right? Because I can't solve a problem I can't admit exists. Uh, and once I become honest and, and say that, then I, be, I can become open to living a different way to uh, make change happen because nothing changes if nothing changes. And then once I get to that place of openness, then I can become willing to make those changes into my life. Otherwise, they, they just kind of hang out there. And sadly and unfortunately, it, I think it's part of the human condition. And I think it's especially in our younger years, most of this types of transformation we're talking about with the openness and willingness that you brought up uh, usually comes from some sort of pain and suffer, right? It usually doesn't, we don't, it, it would be nice if we can just like get stuff like, hey, hey, this isn't going well. I get that. I'm just going to change my life today. And it usually comes because we become comfortable in life. And a lot of the fear, anxiety, stress, and discomfort in our life comes because the world changed and I didn't change along with it. And so when I'm willing to make those changes, uh, then uh, life just goes smoother. But it's usually we don't like change. You know, if we can embrace change uh, sooner without the pain, uh, discomfort, or suffering, then we can get to that place sooner. Why, why do you think, now you mentioned that you've been sober now just about 20 years, and that before that there was a lot of drama, trauma, and negative stuff that you put up with for X amount of days, weeks, months, years. And so the question is, and, and this is for all of you listeners to consider, why is it so hard to change even when you know, if you even begin to tell the truth, that what's going on is busted, it's dysfunctional, it's not good. Why was it so hard to change? And eventually you did, and hallelujah for that. But, I mean, what makes it so hard to change? Well, we develop these habits, and usually <clears throat> what happens 
is, and by usually always, I should say, is uh, <laughs> these things are, are, we are, our subconscious minds is the answer, right? Our subconscious minds are programmed between the ages of zero and whatever, uh, you know, four or five, six years old. Some people say it goes up to 18, but we're programmed, our subconscious minds, which are running the show, by the way, uh, you know, 90% of our activity is uh, done by the subconscious mind. Our conscious mind says, uh, this is our conscious mind is the mind of intent. It says, this is what I'm going to do today. This is my to-do list. These are my plans. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to eat too much crap. And I'm going to get this work done. And our subconscious mind says, let's go to happy hour because that's hard. And we end up at happy hour because that's what we programmed our mind to do. So, uh, and we do that for a long period of time. So a great example that I like to use is because our subconscious mind does good things too. You know, we brush our teeth. And why do we do that? Because when we were three years old, our parents said, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. So we, after days, weeks, months of doing that, it becomes habit. You don't wake up and say, I'm going to go grab my toothbrush. I'm going to put toothpaste on. I'm going to brush my upper teeth. My You just brush your teeth. Same thing with going to the bathroom, right? And so over time, from a very young age, we develop coping skills that help us deal with the pains of living. And those coping skills, healthy or not, usually not the healthiest uh, coping skills, uh, we carry on for decades. And so to answer your question, it's hard because we've been doing these behaviors and living in that pain for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And to change it, it's hard, especially on your own without any type of uh, guidance or direction or accountability. We rarely make changes at a high level on our own. You know, one of the interesting, the funny things, I heard a joke once, a little kid says to his, his mom or his dad or whatever, do I have to brush my teeth? And the parent looked at him and says, no, only the ones you want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> right? And, and you know, the, this, this difficulty with change, we have all kinds of sayings about it. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And, and so there is this uh, trepidation, fear, unreasonable that we have about the unknown so i'm going to move on to another piece of this ultimate life thing because you've made some significant changes and you're in the midst of another significant change and do you like we hear this kind of talk do what you love and the money will follow and follow your passion and you said it earlier i guarantee you can make a living if you line up your passion and your purpose, and I agree, by the way, but I'm I, the question is this: Do you actually, in your heart of hearts, believe that it is possible for not just you and me, but for our people who are listening, to achieve a life that they love every day—that ultimate life—or is that just hype? A hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. One of the other components of this piece where we, we don't like change is we also don't like patience, right? It's a, it's right. A it's a hundred miles into the woods. It's a hundred miles back out. The good news is the hundred miles back out, that trip back out, it doesn't have to take as long or be as painful if we have the right guidance and direction. But, you know, the reason people fail, and let's just use sobriety, for example, because that's my background. Most people fail in sobriety because it's our conditioned response. Getting drunk or stoned or whatever your addiction is, 
Uh, which, by the way, drugs and alcohol are low on the list. The top addictions aren't even drugs and alcohol. It's like uh, Starbucks, Netflix, porn, our iPhones, food. Those are the real addictions. And they're really just distractions from living, right? And um, so, but the mo most of the huge reason that most people fail is because we don't replace the unhealthy behaviors with healthy behaviors and for long enough. So what happens, we say, and we've all known these people or been one of these people, I'm not going to drink today. I'm quitting drinking. And two days later, life kicks you in the balls because that's what life does or in the gut if you're a woman. And that's what happens. And we say, well, I don't know how to handle that. I'm going to get a drink uh, or I'm going to eat a cake or I'm going to watch porn, or I'm going to do something to distract myself from having to deal with that because that's hard. And or we uh, actually do find a healthy way to cope. But we say things like, well, all right, I made the decision. I'm going to change my life. And so we create a plan and we set out on a path to make that happen. But it doesn't change in five days or in seven days or in a month. You know, the average business takes two to five years to really take root. But I start a business I want in the next month. I need to be making a million bucks or I'm in trouble. Well, forget the million you need. You get to I need to replace my income. The people yeah. that want to leave their job somehow they think, well, I'm going to go replace my income in maybe three months, six months. And, you know, that that pipe dream is a sad travesty that people are able to sell that truth because it happens once in a while but it's rare anyway go ahead no it's rare you're right and so we don't like patience uh, patience and continued growth and learning along the way because it's not just all right well this isn't going well i'm going to change so i learned this one thing that's going to transform my life it's like all right the way that it works is all right well i'm willing to change and i'm willing to continue to grow and I'm willing to continue to ask for help when I don't know the answers, which is another big problem. You know, asking for help. So pushing our pride and ego out of the way long enough to say, hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? And maybe even guide me through a process. You know, we, we live in a, you know, we're old enough to remember the world before Google Maps. And we, we used to have to stop and ask for directions. I was, there was a stereotype where men didn't want to stop and ask direction. I was one of those guys that's like, can you, I would roll the window down and be like, can you tell me how to get there so I can get there in five minutes instead of driving around like an idiot for an hour. So it's better to ask for help. And that's when, when I'm on these shows all the time, people end the show with, if you had one piece of advice, Dennis, what could you tell people? And I would say, continue to ask for help. Don't lose your sense of wonder. When we think we know the rules, the rules change. You know, all these cliches that we hear all the time, we hear them because we forget them. <laughs> we say them, and then an hour later, we're like, wait, I'm going to do my things my way again, even though they don't work. I heard, I heard one place somebody said, of course, everything that needs to be said has already been said. But because no one was listening, it has to be said again. Yeah. <laughs> A quote That's like that. Truth. Well, it is. So I want to get to... It's, it's, you know, it's one thing for you or me to say repeatedly, yeah, you can have that life of pur purpose, prosperity, and joy. You can line up your purpose and passion and make a living, meaning create a product or service that people will pay you for. 
But most people who have the kinds of conviction that you're expressing got there by walking through difficulty and struggle. They got there by believing otherwise and making the mistakes. They got there by being stubborn and refusing to change until they had to change. And, and I, you're pointing at yourself, and I, you know, I would too. I mean, I've written several books about my own journey through depression and addictions and all the rest. What are the, besides, and you can talk about the sobriety piece too, but besides, or in addition to, not besides, in addition to sobriety and a battle with a substance, what are the internal stories that you have had to intentionally confront and either adjust or eliminate for you to come to a place where you are happy every day and you can believe in and pursue that joyful life? Yeah, another great question. I love it. You really challenge with with your questions. I love it. Um, but one thing you just said, how do you make it so you can be happy and successful and purposeful every day. And the truth is, is that uh, I'm not. Okay. Talk about that. Some days are more challenging than others, but the trick is really this is, you know, to get to this place, people say things like, Oh, let's write a gratitude list. That's great. So uh, we can really take a good look at our lives, examine our lives and say, what are all the good things in our lives? And, even go throughout the day, even if we have a challenging day, we can, you know, hug from our family, have something good to eat, do something to feel good about yourself, have a good day at work. And we go to bed realizing that life is pretty good. But when we wake up in the morning, all we think about are the two things that aren't good. And we perseverate on those things. And the trick is really to redirect our thinking. It's not I wake up and the world is perfect every day. It's I wake up, how are things going? Let's take a look. It's, I always say, win the morning, win the day. You know, if I wake up and grab my phone and look at politics and say all the, listen, look at all the um, uh, people's views on the world and how they differ from mine and get angry, and uh, then I eat some sugary breakfast and uh, set off on my path to conquer the world, my day isn't going to go well. But if I wake up and I redirect my negative thinking, and, and there's no magic secrets here. I wake up, I meditate, I read something productive, I drink lots of water. I really don't eat a lot of breakfast. Uh, people say it's the most important meal of the day. I don't agree with that. I don't think we need to eat much, as much as we do. But um, if you're hungry, have an apple or something. But, um, but get focused and clear on where it is you're going and you're more likely to get there. If I wake up and haphazardly just kind of go throughout my day, that's the way the day goes. If I wake up calmly and redirect my day, that's the way my day goes. It's up to us how we want our day to go. So I want to both agree with you and add something. <clears throat> we somehow have the view that we have a right to have things go like we want. And somehow we are entitled to things. And when things get in the way, flat tires, grumpy people, stupid drivers, losing a job, losing a relationship. I'm going from small to progressively, you know, tumultuous. That somehow it's not fair. And things shouldn't happen that way. And so either we run around mad at, 
the universe or God or whatever because things happen, or we turn it inward and wonder what's wrong with us that all this crap happened to us. And the truth is much more elegant and simple. And here it is. Stuff happens. The quality of your life every single day is going to depend on the choices that you outlined, which is, okay, world, the politics is like it is, the war in Europe is like it is, this is like it is. What am I going to make for my piece of this today? What am I going to do? Because I can't fix all the rest of that. And if I sit around and think about it, then you spin and you get upset and negative and whatever. What am I going to do, which is the redirection of that thinking and choosing on purpose who you're going to be that day? So I really enjoyed that piece. What do you do when you're doing that in the day and then something like blows up? You get a phone call or an email or something really kind of pokes a needle in your balloon in the middle of the day. We have to, then we go back to our morning. It's the same thing because that's how life goes. It's like, all right, you know, when we talk about mindfulness and meditation, which I, which in my opinion is not, it's not an option. It's really uh, living mindfully is a choice that we make. And I think it's crucial for any type of success in your life. And, you know, when we wait, when I say win the morning, win the day, uh, it doesn't mean that, uh, life isn't going to happen. It doesn't mean things aren't going to go well. It just means that, all right, my, I have a better chance at uh, giving a non-emotional intelligent response rather than an emotional reaction to anything that happens. And, you know, if I wake up in the morning and I get focused and centered through meditation and eating well, drinking lots of water, maybe some exercise or whatever, and then I hit noon and, and somebody pops my balloon, I can go back to that space. You know, I can go back and meditate again. Now, let's talk about meditation for 10 seconds. You don't have to be wearing orange robes and sit in the Himalayas for three months to meditate in the lotus position. You can go sit on the toilet and meditate for three minutes and redirect your thinking and get focused and centered again. You don't have to ruin the next 18 hours of your life and wait for tomorrow morning to come in order to get focused and centered and and enjoy your day. Go do it right now. Now, you know, maybe something really big or bad happened. Uh, if we're focused and centered, we have a better chance of a non-emotional intelligent response to whatever it is that happens and finding the solution or the outcome that we're looking for. So that last addendum is really important because when we're all emotional, angry, frustrated, sad, hurt, in a big way, two things happen. One is we get set back we lose whatever energy we have and then go trying to go forward in that state we're not as creative we don't see options we make decisions that are rash even by our own standards if we would look at it more clear and so what you're saying is better chance it's like you know batman going out with no bat gear on you know he's not prepared if you, in Spider-Man going out with, his, with no suit, right? I mean, if you want to be prepared for all the things that life does and will throw at you, not because the universe is conspiring against you, but because that's just how it is, 
then prepare. And the morning preparation, I call it a morning ritual, and mine's long, two and a half hours. But whatever you do, do it. And the reason is because you feel better, not because you have to, not because I said so or Dennis said so, but because you're better prepared for things that happen. And if they go right, you get to enjoy them even more than you otherwise would. Because you're coming at it from a beautiful place. A hundred percent. So let's go back. So we've been talking for what, 20 minutes? Let's go back to 20 minutes when you were like, when we talked about the how, right? Mm -hmm. Everything you just talked about, I I don't know you all that well. We've met a couple of times now. So, but I guarantee when you had your depression and addictions and your crazy lifestyle when you were younger, you weren't waking up with a two and a half hour healthy meditation in the morning. Right. So what happened is we got in enough pain. This is what I'm talking about to where we become willing and open and honest about our lives to make those changes. So when something happens, well, finance and romance, those are the big ones. And then a health problem. Those are the big three in life. So when those three things happen, can I meet those with a non-emotional response? And if I'm willing, if I'm open to saying, all right, well, you know, my my intuitive response years ago was to overreact and go get drunk and snort cocaine and smoke cigarettes and be mad at the world. That didn't work. It doesn't work anymore. So now it's like, all right, I'm willing to see things differently and to do things differently to get different outcomes. But when I'm, you know, 18 years old or 25 or 30 years old on fire and uh, not listening to anybody else or anything, then um, I stay stuck for a long time that that stuckness is is certainly it seems to be taught and bred into us by all the stuff that goes on so we're coming up to 30 minutes and so we're about finished i'm not going to ask you so dennis what's your final piece of wisdom because you already gave that to us what i am going to ask you is if someone wants to learn more about you understand or read your book or get in contact with you how how would they do that the very best way is on my website. It's dennisberry.com. And there we can talk about, um, uh, you can book a free session. My book is there. You can uh, see my podcast episodes, the Funky Brain Podcast. And there's I also have Life Mastery School, which is a series of uh, videos. Uh, there's one on addiction recovery. And there's like 20 videos in each of these classes that you can take. One on mindfulness and meditation, if that interested you. Uh, one on love and relationships, and one on health and wellness. And uh, stop by, send me an email, and say hi. I would love it, uh, listeners, if you would contact Dennis. He said, we've only talked a couple times, and that's right. This is our second conversation. But in our first conversation, I knew from what he told me that he would have some good thoughts, some encouragement, and more importantly than just a, some mouth noise, he was a living example of someone who's made the choices to change life, to take control of the levers of your own life, because if you don't take control of yours, and I don't take control of mine, other forces and people are going to bump into them, and they're going to go, you're going to end up all over the place. Dennis, thank you for being with us today on the show. Thank you, Kellen. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You're an excellent host. I love the, the uh, challenging questions. I wouldn't dream of wasting yours or mine or the listener's precious time without trying to pull something out of you and me 
that was valuable for their half hour. So, folks, take a listen to this and go through and ask yourself, hear it about you. Like Dennis has talked about himself and I've talked about myself, all these other episodes. Listen to it about yourself and ask, am I, ready, am I willing to change? What do I really want? What am I willing to trade away for these new things? And in that process, you'll be further down the road to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet